Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, you guys. Good evening. Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live for our nightly episode of Post Daily Dose. We're just a little bit late tonight. Um, I just heard from Brian that he wasn't going to be able to do Dose this week. So I have the privilege of being your hostess with the mistess. I uh, hope everybody's had a wonderful Monday, that your week has started off well. Um, tonight, our topic is a little story about amygdala hijack. So um, first, if you've never heard that term, Google it. Hey, Mimi, so good to see you. I need to call you back. <laughs> um, so amygdala hijack is a term that by Daniel Goldman when he wrote the book that's about emotional intelligence. Hey, Heather, good to see you. Hi, Mary. Uh, I got to get back with you too. Hey, Tracy. Man, it's so good to see you guys. Thanks for saying hi. Thanks for tuning in. So uh, we are all born with an intact amygdala. The purpose of the amygdala is to sense threat, discomfort, and to send off alerts. Um, so actually, Every amygdala is not created equal. <clears throat> so, um, you know, just to give a quick little lesson in biology, but uh, in the womb, uh, the amygdala is developing, and if there's high levels of stress during the pregnancy, the amygdala tends to be more sensitive. And so um, that sensitivity then leads to having a baby who is sensitive to external discomforts. And so the purpose then is for, you know, the, the neurological system to sense being wet or being hungry or being tired or being cold or being bored or being agitated, all the different experiences that a baby might have. And they send out signals through the body and the amygdala outpours this hormone called cortisol, which we call the stress hormone. And that then causes the tears and then our hope is that a caregiver comes and soothes those tears. And when the caregiver comes and soothes the tears, another beautiful thing happens. The baby's brain learns to release another hormone called oxytocin, O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N. I always spell it when I'm first talking about it because I, want, I don't want people to get it confused with the drugs like oxytocin. It's not that. It's oxytocin. And actually... There's been research going on for years regarding oxytocin, and you can Google oxytocin in just about any physical health or mental health issue, and you will see the benefits. Oxytocin is considered is what some people call the love hormone, and so when the caregiver soothes the baby, then it helps teach the brain to release oxytocin, and so then over the brain becomes trained that when stress is present, cortisol is released. Oxytocin is also a, a cortisol modulator, so it helps to sort of damper how much cortisol gets released. So that's like a, you know, 30-second version of things that people have spent, you know, eons stuttering, studying, stuttering. <laughs> that's me. Hey, Jody. Hey, Allison. Allison, I got to talk to uh, one of your family members today, so that was really cool. I'm getting to know you guys, and I really enjoyed so um, I kind of found out like literally five minutes ago <laughs> that I was going to be talking with you guys tonight and so I thought well I want to talk about as I'm finishing cooking our dinner 
I thought about sharing my recipe, but that probably would be pretty lame. <laughs> but I will say this, uh, in my family, we've started working on some new habits, uh, nutrition habits. So I've been working really hard to cook, just cooking our food versus anything processed and trying to use the freshest ingredients I can and whenever possible, whenever I can afford it, to buy organic. And I'm already seeing, this has just been a week, and within one week, a drastic difference in, for me, my sleep. Ah, uh, my mother-in-law, she's ragging. Yeah, she was a delight. She was a delight. And thank you, Allison. I just want to say thank you. I really love that you're sharing this message with your extended family. And I think about what Brian posted last week family being on the same page and how helpful it is and yeah it's going to look different you know everybody can hear this model and read the books but how you put it how you practice this model is going to be unique and I think that's the beauty of it it's not an exact xyz there's no exact formula about how your loving relationship in your family is going to work so anyway, about nutrition, just real quick, uh, I've already noticed a tremendous difference uh, in how uh, I can see a difference in Marley physically because um, her body has difficulty processing certain foods and I have felt a difference within literally one week, sleeping better, waking up more alert, more refreshed, not having as much difficulty going to sleep. And so, um, you know, I just wanna invite you guys to explore whatever your habits and routines are and if there's areas, you know, for me, it was an eating habit. We were we were getting back into some old habits and trying to work hard to be mindful and break those. So back to Amygdala Hijack. Um, so I wanted to read this story to you guys because I love it and I've, I've read it in the past. Um, it's actually a chapter from the book uh, Because of Winn-Dixie. And this story, Winn-Dixie is actually a dog. And the dog gets named Winn-Dixie because... The dog is rescued. It's a rescue dog, and the dog is rescued, found in front of the grocery store, which is called Winn-Dixie. Um, the main characters in this story are a little girl, who is the one who found Winn-Dixie, and her father, who is a preacher. Um, her mother left. Um, it's kind of a, we're not real sure, uh, based on the story, what what the mother was discontent about but she was discontent and she left the family and so this little girl's being raised by her father the preacher and they have a dog named Win dixie so um forgive me but i'm just gonna i've got my little where i printed it off because i just love it so much i love the story but this is chapter 11 if you have the book or if you ever want to google it up um chapter 11 from the book because of Win dixie um, so they have this rescue dog and they live in a trailer and it's the little girl and her dad. Last night there was a really bad thunderstorm. But what woke me up wasn't the thunder and lightning. It was Winn-Dixie whining and butting his head against my bedroom door. Winn-Dixie, I said, what are you doing? He didn't pay any attention to me. He just kept beating his head against the door and whining and whimpering. And when I got out of bed and went over and put my hand on his head, he was shaking and trembling so hard that it scared me. I knelt down and wrapped my arms around him, but he didn't turn and look at me or smile or wag his tail or do any of the normal kind of Winn-Dixie things. He just kept beating his head against the door and crying and shaking. You want the door open, I asked, huh? Is that what you want? I stood up, at, stood up and, and Winn-Dixie 
flew through it like something big and ugly and mean was chasing him. When Dixie, I hissed, come back here. I didn't want him going and waking up the preacher, but it was too late. When Dixie was already at the other end of the trailer and in the preacher's room, I could tell there was a spring sound that must have come from when Dixie jumping up on the bed. And then there was the sound of the preacher like he was really surprised. But none of it lasted long because when Dixie came tearing back out of the preacher's room, the pre preacher lay there on the ground rubbing his nose. Finally, he sat up. He said, Opal. I believe when Dixie has a pathological fear of thunderstorms. And just when he finished his sentence, here came Win Dixie again, running to save his life. I got the preacher off the floor and out of the way just in time. There didn't seem to be a thing we could do for Win Dixie to make him feel better. So we just sat there and watched him run back and forth all terrorized and panting. And every time there was another crack of thunder when Dixie acted all over again like it was surely the end of the world. The storm won't last long, the preacher told me. And when it's over, the real wind Dixie will be back. After a while, the storm did end. The rain stopped and there wasn't any lightning. And finally, the last rumble of thunder went away. And when Dixie quit running back and forth and came over to where me and the preacher were sitting and cocked his head like he was saying, what in the world are you two doing out of bed in the middle of the night? And then he crept up on the couch with this in this funny way he has where he gets an inch at a time, kind of sliding himself into it, looking off in a different direction, <laughs> like it's all happening by accident, like he doesn't intend to get on the couch, but all of a sudden there he is. And so the three of us sat there rubbed Winn-Dixie's head and scratched him behind the ears the way he liked. And the preacher said, there's an awful lot of thunderstorms in Florida in the summertime. Yes, sir, I said. I was afraid that maybe, oh, I think my pages are a little out of, he would say we couldn't keep a dog who went crazy with pathological fear every time there was a crack of thunder. We'll have to keep an eye on him, the preacher said. He put his arm around Winn-Dixie. We'll have to make sure he doesn't get out during a storm. He might run away. We have to make sure and keep him safe. Yes, sir, I said again. All of a sudden, it was hard for me to talk. I loved the preacher so much, and I loved him because he loved Winn-Dixie. I loved him because he was going to forgive Winn-Dixie for being afraid. But I loved him for putting his arm around Winn-Dixie like that, like he was already trying to keep him safe. So they use the term pathological fear. Uh, we now know the term amygdala hijack. We can feel like we are in danger of our life ending. We can feel like something is life and death because of a threat that's either real or perceived, just like Win Dixie. And I believe that the pastor and the little girl did the absolute best thing that they could. They sat and they waited. They sat and they waited until when Dixie wasn't scared anymore. And so, I know sometimes your kids, and you, all of us, you know, um, I, I had an amygdala hijack literally, literally a week ago uh, after we'd had our trip and I came in and went through the mail and there was something in the mail that just flipped my lid back to some very, very old very challenging times in life 
I was grateful that the uh, amygdala hijack only lasted about, uh, you know, maybe 15 minutes. But, you know, um, our brains, our emotional regulatory systems, you know, they're, they're interesting and complex. And one of the things that we know is that love is the greatest healing power that there is. And so threat either real or perceived can get us in that state of terror and so um you know i hope that we can all practice a little bit about you know what we learn from this little girl and the preacher to just sit extend calm extend love and wait so much love to you guys um i'm gonna be post for post daily dosed I am Winn-Dixie every other day. Yes, Tracy. I understand. I understand. And you know what? Knowing that, knowing that, having that insight about yourself is so helpful because that's where it starts. Um, but you're more than that. You're way more than just Winn-Dixie every other day because you're also the preacher. And sometimes we have to be the preacher for ourselves. You know, as adults, um, you know, we have friends too hopefully but you know sometimes it's hard hard to really articulate all the things that have us so activated you know sometimes those things that get us really activated you know everything we talk about for kids it's not about kids it's about humans we are all human we all have pre-birth and early life experiences that create these files in our brain that we're not aware of that get called our subconscious and then we have these temperaments and traits and and sensitivities that are stored in our brain stem and the more we can just you know gently and cover those files and, and understand ourselves more, then that puts us in a better place to be able to take care of ourselves in the way that we need. And then we can take care of our loved ones in the way that they need. And so um, with much love to you guys. Thanks for joining me tonight. Um, I'm going to be the host this week. Um, Brian is really, really busy. He's got a lot going on um, work-wise, and I just, I know his heart's really full right now, so keep him in your prayers. Much love to you guys. Have a good night.